Yeah, I'll have to re-download that real quick. <laughs> I, I had to make a, I had to make a ton of room for Hitman Two. It was on the PS Five. Yeah. How much? Well, how big is the hard drive I, I on also, that thing? I downloaded like all the old maps too, so I think. Oh, but how <laughs> how big is the hard drive on that thing though? Eight hundred. Jeez. And you filled it up already? I. But I've got like Monster Hunter World on it. I get, yeah, all those games Ooh, are like a fucking yeah. hundred gigs <laughs> yeah. or like ninety yeah. gigs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. get next. I haven't I haven't been talking about it, but I've been I'm casually playing Monster Hunter World, but I'm not really liking it, so I don't think I'm ever gonna talk about it really. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And DJ Mandolini. Yo. And I feel I could be, actually I don't know how long it's been, but I feel like it's been a little while since we've not been full strength on the podcast, but uh, just the three of us tonight, we're missing Randall while he's studying up for uh, the end of the semester, but uh, we're just going to dig right in and John, why don't we start with you uh, with a little update from uh, I think last week, maybe two weeks ago? No, it was last week. Yeah, I think it was last week. Um, so I've been playing Dark Souls 2, Mm. and I believe DJ has been as well, but, well, I mean, beat it and moved on. Was playing it. Yeah, DJ has completed his most recent run of Dark Souls 2, and I am taking my time just in luxuriating in this game. (laughs) You are. Yeah, how are you feeling? Like, what are the updates, John, since last time you played? Oh, man. I I can't even remember, like, where we left off. I think I probably had unlocked pyromancy at that point. And, like, just in terms of mechanics, like, the up, biggest update I feel from, like, 1 and 2 is that you have an additional uh, equipment slots for so that you can cycle through. Like, in 1, you just had, like, two weapons that you could cycle through. And in this one, I you have three. So, basically, once I found my three, like, weapon slots of, like, pyromancy a bow and an axe i was like cool i don't need any other equipment for the rest of this game yeah and like that was just like super convenient and nice and yeah i like found my setup found my groove and i've just been playing and loving i was gonna say you're still like into it because i know dark souls 2 kind of gets considered like at least of the dark souls trilogy of games like i feel like that's kind of considered the odd one out yeah it's definitely the easiest and i think that's the reason why i'm loving it so much (laughs) um because like yeah it does have like the penalties that were present in demon souls but not in dark souls one but like those are super easy to like just bypass or like get over like it's not as restrictive as it was in the very beginning of the game for me like i'm at the point where i'm just I think the main difference that I'm I'm finding between at least Dark Souls 1 and 2 is that like in Dark Souls 1 like it's a series it's a game that like demands you play on its terms so like yes you have a variety of weapons and a variety of classes that you can kind of tailor to like your preferred play style but like the bosses are incredibly brutal the areas are like really restrictive and you really have to play it kind of the way that it was intended to be played and i feel like in two i just have so much more option so many more options and i just it's a lot easier for to tailor the game experience to the way that i want to play it 
as opposed to the way that the game is designed to be played. I see. Okay. And like, that's, I think the reason why I'm loving this game as much as I am, because like, I'm, you know, not having, like, I'm not running up against walls where I'm like, all right, I can't do this or I need to learn to do this. It's like, okay, I can take this a little bit at a time and advance like as far as I want to, like, there have been a few times where, you know, I've gotten in over my head, but like I can pretty much like play as carefully as I want and it doesn't like I'm not penalized for that. So that's how I've I've that's been my experience at least. And is it easier because there's like more checkpoints or like what like what about it is easier is, or is it just because you've been able to kind of customize it to your play style a little bit more? Because I'm not as familiar with Dark Souls, but the first one is definitely very deliberate. Like everything you do, you have to just learn every enemy pattern and figure it out. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's both because there is still like I am still like doing the like combat loops of like, you know, engaging enemies like on like learning their patterns and like learning the environment that they're occurring in so that I know like how to engage with everything and on like on that small level but like there are way more checkpoints there are like it's a lot easier to just zip around the map like right from the beginning so like yeah i don't know i I do think like it just adds just a little bit of flexibility to a game that is like or a series that is inflexible and i think yeah otherwise pretty restrictive yeah yeah yeah. What about you, DJ? Like, do you agree with that sentiment that Dark Souls 2 is the easiest of the bunch and, and yeah, that you I, just played through it? Yeah. I mean, I I think the enemy designs are a bit easier and that kind of goes hand in hand with being able to, you know, uh, approach different situations the way you want to. Uh, it's man, there were just like this playthrough. There were just like too many bosses though that i just like encountered for the first time and like the fight was done not not like i'm saying like the first time i got to the boss on this run like i'll beat him within like two minutes and it's like uh this is kind of (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but is that just you talking like being that you've played it before and again i know we've mentioned all the time but you're probably the best gamer of all of all of us on the podcast no it, it, it it feels like it feels the most like when I'm hitting a boss, like it feels like more of their health is going down or mm-hmm. then, than it feels okay. like in the other ones. It just feels like I'm just stronger. And like, I don't think I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's because I'm like any more, like my character's any stronger, but I, I don't know. I've, I've been a lot more liberal with just using like the special souls. Like when you defeat a boss, I'm like, I'm not going to get any of these special items or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, which yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like whenever I see anyone's like shade, like during the game, like I feel like they've always got like the, I don't know, super huge weapons and everything. I just have like my one, handed axe i'm like i'm fine with that i'm like am i doing this wrong like because whenever i've tried to like switch that it's like man like my attack is so slow and i just don't like this like i i i don't understand like is it is it just because it's so cool to like have these unique weapons or are they good for pvp or like it's Maybe just they're get, just big like Monster Hunter fans. Like we love those <laughs> deliberate attacks that take four seconds to execute. Uh, or maybe like yeah, they, if they're like the 
super like boss soul weapons i don't know like because i've never played with those like maybe they do like <laughs> you only have to land two hits and then you kill your yeah, enemy fair but yeah I, and I, I wonder if like the, this is just like from the feedback you know the reviews and whatnot after dark souls one you know being so difficult and that even though that is like the reason the game got so much praise i wonder if they kind of pulled it back on dark souls 2 a little bit thinking maybe we need to make it a little more accessible for people i, I don't know I mean, it could, could be, be, but it it they definitely went back closer to one when they did three. So I get maybe they realized they went too far with two, and they found <sighs> the perfect. I don't medium. know. They didn't go far enough. Uh, <laughs> no. Do you, but, do but you I, feel like? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say like I I do feel like the bosses are plentiful and easier. Like I I've mistakenly got entered a couple boss fights like uh like without planning it like i was like oh this is probably just going to be a next area when i go through a fog gate and then i enter it and then the little like bar like appears at the bottom of the screen of the (laughs) boss's health and i'm like ah shit like I, i instantly like just as quick as i can scroll through all my pyromancy to see how many spells charges i have left over or how many i've used and like it's uh, I, but at the same time i've never felt like i mean the, every time that i've died to a boss i've never felt despair or like i've never okay. been like oh like i i've been like okay i see what i did wrong i know what i can do like i and uh, yes, I have beaten a ton of the bosses on my first try, like that, and that has n- that never happened in Dark Souls One. <laughs> so yes, I th- I think that bosses are hitting for less, and they're you know maybe a little bit easier to telegraph their attacks or to figure out their patterns, but. I don't know. That's just the speed that I want to play the game. I was going to say that might be what's keeping you plugging along as opposed to like what kept you like kind of or not. I I know you kept plugging away at the first one for a while, too, but like it, you know, I don't think you played all the way through. And it sounds like you're maybe going to see this one through. I'm planning on it. I'm planning on like going to every area, doing every DLC boss. Oh, dang. I'm I'm about three fourths of the way through the main game. And nice. So I could, yeah. and I've been taking my time and going to non-necessary uh, areas as well. Yeah. Nice. I only, I only yeah. did the DLC in one of my three playthroughs, and like that's definitely where I felt the most challenge. Especially like there's a the the last one. I oh I don't want to spoil it, but I. What's the name of it? I don't know the name. It's it's like kind of a wintry kind of. Ooh. Atmosphere, okay. but because I just I, went to, I remember getting particularly pissed at that point. Nice. So I'm 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 interested in what you'll think, but I yeah, just went I, to the Sanctum City and the Sanctum. Dragon Sanctum. I think after that, like it's two areas, like right after. Ah, that. yeah, yeah. And like they were, it was kind of in a way where like I I couldn't go back, like to the bonfire like it kind of like there was a platform that i fell down so then i had to like just keep pushing forward and i'm like i really don't want to use like a homeward bone to like unless i absolutely have to and i just like the first enemy that i encountered like was resistance to like fire 
and to magic and like that's what my weapon was like magic enchanted so i was doing like no damage to it and i was like all right this sucks this is bad i'm getting a, i'm piecing out of here as soon as i can <laughs> Damn. so Wait, i'm so pumped to like you go back the, you've got all the primal bonfires then don't you i have three primal bonfires lit i must be thinking of a different area that you're in then so I thought you're like approaching some endgame shit. It could be. No. There's a uh, no. <laughs> There's no way. DJ just like There's that's no not. Way. That's not the no. end, John. It's not the end. I've, you're about I've halfway gone through. Drag like castle, but I've not gone inside. Okay. Oh yeah, because you were able to fucking bypass that. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was possible. The game allows you either need to defeat like the four main bosses or have over a million souls, <laughs> which is an absurd amount to not have gotten to the four main bosses. Right, right. And I just went there and it was like, all right, you can go through. And I was like, cool, let's see how this area is. And <laughs> immediately peaced out. Oh, yeah. Man. And after you said this was your third playthrough, DJ? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I especially wanted to do this because I knew that there was like at least one boss that I had like never faced before. And, and yeah. I think that, I, I think that's the case. Like, I think I've cleared all the bosses and all the other ones at this point. I mean, I had to like look stuff up to be like, okay, like who did I miss? How do I activate this? Or yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think as of now I've fought all the dark souls bosses, which is cool. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I can't technically say the same about Sekiro, so I guess I have to go back. (laughs) Yeah. You got to go back for a couple more playthroughs. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I, I'm really glad I was able to do the last couple bosses that I had been missing because they, like, man, John, you're gonna have to look some shit up because, <laughs> like, the, some stuff was just not super intuitive, or, or maybe I just don't like test the boundaries of things as much as other people Interesting. do. Um, but like, oh, I want to like tell you to like not use certain items or like what. Does Just, that like wall me off to content or not strictly speaking, but effectively it can like there was there's okay. This is kind of a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, it's minor uh, spoiler there's, alert. There's one boss who um, for this was the first time I'd beaten him, but uh, you it's it's an optional boss where uh his defense is based on how many of a certain item you have. And if you don't have any, it's like times 64 defense. Like what? he was like impossible <laughs> for me to beat. And I, oh. and I, I couldn't get that item back. It was like, I <laughs> can't get back. Um, so, okay. So you need to have the item. You need to have the item. There's nothing that would like, I, I looked at the description of the item. Like, I don't think there was anything in the game itself that would make you think like, yes. Like I, I definitely just like read it online. I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. Is it a normal consumable or is it like a weird item? 
it's a weird item. <laughs> Fun. Are you guys cool. trying to say you like you need to read the item descriptions in this game to like progress in general, or is this just to no, do like some secret no. stuff? Because no. I was gonna say like there is a zero like, percent chance I'm ever gonna play these. <laughs> games. I can't for, even read the story half the time in a video game. For some of the secret stuff, like you do have to read the descriptions um but and i i do appreciate that like reward the people like if for a game that is like this that people are going to want to maybe go back to again and again like that's really cool that there's like incentive to go back i i do appreciate that it's just and also has i have to read every item description that you can go through like without doing that yeah okay yeah okay okay yeah not that i'm gonna play these games anyways but like (laughs) (laughs) just i was like there's zero chance if that's the case um but yeah, we've all been playing a couple of uh, newer games lately, and one that was just released, I know we've talked Pico 8 on the podcast a few times, um, John and I in particular, but uh, you know, Celeste, the original game, was like the concept was conceived on Pico 8, um, and you can even play that in like the full version of the game. I think now they call the Pico 8 game Celeste Classic, and for the third anniversary of the full release of Celeste, um, they actually released uh, over the course of three days. They made Celeste Classic Two, which is you play as a whole new character. It's actually called Celeste Two Lonnie's Trek, um, and yeah, it's a, a whole new character and actually a whole new mechanic. You actually don't have a dash jump anymore. You actually have a grappling hook, mm-hmm. and uh, you pretty much it's kind of a more limited grappling hook. You can only fire it off to the left or the right. You can't fire it up or down. Like in, you know, Celeste, you had your octo directional dashing. Um, but in this, you just have a grappling hook, but it does let you kind of scale up the wall in certain ways. It's a little more puzzly, I would say. Um, although it definitely gets into some action as well. Uh, but I ended up playing all the way through this the other night. I actually did a stream of it, uh, which was super fun. Um, probably took about 25 minutes and the original Pico eight Celeste took me about, uh, 20 minutes or so, but I had a really good time playing this one and I'm excited to dig into it with you guys. Uh, but what did you think? I know both of you played some, I think John, you just played a little bit of it and DJ, did you play all the way through? I played all the way through twice. Whoa, nice, nice. Yeah, damn. I I only did, I think, three levels of it because I was playing in browser on like with keyboard and like that was it was incredibly hard. Yeah, I can't. I I think I've mentioned before on the podcast using like that anti micro software to like rebind keyboard to a controller. But thankfully, Mm -hmm. this is a Pico 8 game. So even in the browser, if you do have a gamepad connected, um, it will work. So it, for me, I was able to hook up my eight bit dough and play with a control. I can't even fathom playing this on mouse or just keyboard, I guess. But uh, what what about you, Deej? Dude, I mean, that's that's why I had two playthroughs of this, because the first <laughs> one uh, I was doing on uh, keyboard and Ugh. I was getting pissed (laughs) yeah i can't even imagine because it's so it's i don't know why i mean maybe if i grew up playing on keyboards and mouse keyboards i'd get it but like i just always play games especially platformers with a a d-pad or a joystick it's it's just impossible for me to like comprehend or to get that muscle memory down at this point yeah i mean it's easier to coordinate two thumbs than like multiple fingers a few fingers on each hand yeah 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 like wall wall jumping for me was just a fucking chore which is (laughs) yeah yeah in this game it's not really wall jumping you have to like hook into the wall and it kind of like it's a pretty long grappling hook and it kind of pulls you straight into the wall and you kind of hold on to it at that point if you keep holding the button down yeah but yeah it's like you have to like 
keep jumping away from the wall and then grabbing it again to scale up it. So, yeah, yeah. there there was one specific uh challenge like at the bit near the beginning of the game where like you have there are these disappearing platforms that you have to grapple onto and then run and jump onto the next one but like you have to keep grappling in like different directions like yeah. you have to like grapple back and forward forth. and yeah. then grapple backward yeah and, like i i knew what i had to do every <laughs> single time but i just couldn't get the muscle memory down and like that one <laughs> took me so much longer than any other challenge yeah, and you, so you did play with a gamepad your second playthrough, Deej? Yeah, so I ended my first one being like, I there was like a strawberry I was after, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. Uh, <laughs> so I finally just like, uh, I, I'll just plug it in, like, see if it works. Like, I didn't even know if, like, controller would work. I was just being lazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this just immediately feels so much better. So, like, yeah. my first playthrough took me uh, 50 minutes. Oh, dang. Then, okay. Yeah. And then I replayed it and beat it within 15 minutes. <laughs> nice. Dude, control. I saw some speed runs, by the way. Like, uh, people were posting on the Itch.io page, like, just in the comment section, like, under three minutes yeah, completion time. Yeah, I saw time. some of those. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. like, like I said, it took me about 25 minutes. Cause, and obviously, these people played it multiple times because there were a few, like, new mechanics that get thrown into the mix. Like, not only the grappling hook, but, like, you can pick up stuff with the grappling hook yep. and throw it around and like kind of like mario 2 style where you can like pick stuff up and throw it but like you have to really precisely like you're like bouncing off of a springboard and then grabbing one out of the air and then throwing it in the air so that it lands on one tile and then landing on that tile like towards the end of the game this gets pretty goddamn tough and and i did not get all the strawberries like i went for like i you know after i went for the first like few i was like oh yeah i'm going for all the strawberries and then like once i saw there was like one just way out i was like i don't even know how to get that <laughs> Give up so on that. that's that's one thing that's nice about when i'm actually streaming like it's easier for me to give up on some stupid thing that i normally would just be like i gotta get that fucking coin you know like it's kind of easier for me to just be like, you know i just want to showcase more of this game and let me keep plugging along here mm-hmm. so i do i will you know and i'll save that as like my incentive to go back if i if i do go back for a second playthrough maybe go for all the straws um but i really i i had a great time with this game i thought it was a really cool way to celebrate the third anniversary and they even got lena rain in on the mix to uh work on the soundtrack who i don't it's believe so worked on the soundtrack of the first like pico 8 version of celeste classic so really cool tunes in this one yeah that was uh one of the main things that was keeping me going because i was like all right i I do want to just hear more music like i don't yeah i'm fine like dying a million times yeah the the music evolves like really nicely through the playthrough i thought it was it was really cool um any more thoughts on celeste 2 no, I mean, I was just going to go back and say how, you know, like, after plugging in the controller, it was just like I went from kind of hating the game to, like, <laughs> actually really liking it. And yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that might be something that I need to do. In order yeah. To oh, definitely, John. It. Yeah, you definitely need to plug in a controller when you're playing this one for sure, which, again, with the Pico 8, not only can you play all these games in your browser, but you can, you know, hook up a controller and play them you know for some games it's it's necessary in my opinion so definitely check out celeste classic and celeste classic 2 and all the different celeste mods too i know i've briefly mentioned uh 
Perisher from Daniel Linson. That one took me an hour and a half to beat. So there's they add in like a whole new mechanic where you have to push these puzzle blocks around and like get them like almost to open up gates. It's really, really cool. So I highly recommend checking that out. Yeah. All right. And I guess while we're talking about one game, uh, Celeste 2, like we were saying, that you can play it in your browser. Uh, another game that you can play in your browser and actually I think only play in your browser is uh, Ugby Mumba 3. And this is a game from Milk Bar Lads, who I don't think we've had the chance to mention on the podcast before. We've definitely checked out a couple of their games on our YouTube channel and whatnot. Um, Dead Estate is probably what they're maybe most known for. They released it like right around Halloween in 2020, and they're actually expanding on that game. And it's going to be like their first full commercially released game, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, but I'm super pumped. I was really into that one. Checked out Inferna as well. Was really into. They, they just have a bunch of cool games. But uh, Ugby Mumba Three is the sequel to Ugby Mumba. There is no Ugby Mumba Two. To <laughs> I the best was gonna of my ask. knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. These get these guys are super goofy. And there's a pretty. Ext- I think there's like ten or a dozen people on the team. Um, and they really like. They do a lot of game jam type stuff. Um, but they also just crank out these games. Like for example, like they just kind of released Dead Estate. Like on Halloween or right around Halloween and like Ugby Mumba 3 was released for a uh, Newgrounds Pixel Day it was like in January 2021 yeah. um and it's they made this game over the course of a month and uh again it's browser based but it's really awesome like you can save your progress like I, I actually played it in one sitting and then picked it up and played again and I actually ended up beating it earlier today um but I was able to pick up exactly where I left off with my save file. Like, I, it just blows my mind what you can do hmm. with browser-based games these days. Um, I'm assuming it's just using, like, cookies and stuff to save some my save data somehow. But, like, either way, the fact that I could boot up a browser game, go back to the website, and pick up where I left off is unreal to me. But so cool. But I, I so, really had a great... Uh, on that specific point, like, I, I that's interesting because I was playing it through the itch.io... Uh, web page and yeah. like I wasn't able to get back like my progress from the first time I played this game uh, twice okay um, interesting because I was playing it in the itch.io app and I don't know if that makes a difference but it's maybe it somehow like catalogs a folder or something to or save your progress because I think there is also an exit to menu option that that might I don't think I selected that the first time that I played through it so that may have been the, like somehow didn't save the progress or right. something or yeah okay so but th- yeah I, be I don't know because I, I think that would probably be the thing that makes me come back to the game is if my progress is saved yeah because it's a longer game like it took oh, me pr- into the, the two sittings well i mean not <laughs> wow, long DJ. long but it took it took in terms of like a web-based game it took me like an hour and a half or two hours to play through i would say so like i would i would say You know, and this is like, but just real quick, it's like a run and gun, really like Saturday morning cartoon vibes on the uh, pixel art and whatnot. It's got a very Caro Blaster vibe, which if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, you know, you know, I'm gushing like I I, I seriously I don't have enough good things to say about this game. I I had so much fun. Um, It is pretty challenging. I will say it gets a little easier as it goes on, like you kind of level up and you you kind of buy new hats and stuff but you can also get like these special brownies that upgrade your health and by the end i think i had nine or ten hit points so like i was able to take down like the latter half of the bosses like the latter probably two-thirds of the game took me as long as the first third of the game took me because i was able to kind of just plow through the bosses 
Uh, but like the checkpoints are pretty they're they're you gotta make you gotta cover a lot of ground to hit a checkpoint. Yeah. Um, especially uh, maybe the first level is a little generous, but after that, you really gotta. There's only like a checkpoint and then a checkpoint before the boss, so you really gotta. Yeah, I don't know. I had I had so much fun playing this game. I, I don't like I said, I don't have enough good things to say, but why don't we John shaking his head? <laughs> so why don't you uh, share some thoughts, John? Yeah, I, I think that the the checkpoint placement was a, a big like source of frustration for me. Like, I feel like every time that I died in a level was like just like long enough for me to be frustrated to have to play like up to that same point again yeah and, like, i got frustrated a few times i won't lie and and just long enough for me to like not feel like i had like either memorized the patterns or like learned the re- like correct reaction time so like i was dying at the same point in like every level and like yeah. like at with the same amount of progress like i would get to maybe five screens with like no like damage done and then i would get to like the same screen and immediately take like four points of damage and i'm just like this is if there was just like one more checkpoint per level i think that would have been like the sweet spot for me personally just because like it was really frustrating to just like play the same level over and over again and like not well, you feel could, like i'm you progressing could technically switch levels right because it does yes. have like an overworld map like you, you do have to play that first level and then i think there's four levels after that that you can pick from and then there's one final level after you beat those four levels but and i did i know what you play... mean because you feel like hey i want to memorize the like i've already played some of this so like the best chance i'm gonna have is replaying this level not going to a new one right and so. like, i, I kind of feel like when i'm playing like say a Mega Man game like you are kind of learning patterns and learning the geography of a level and like that's kind of like built into the experience but like for sure for whatever reason like it wasn't really gelling with me like the just either the mechanics or like i don't know something about like the level design and it's definitely a little sloppier on the control. Like it's not as tight as a Mega Man game. Like it's more like Carol Blaster. Like Carol Blaster is a little floaty, mm-hmm. but it has that mechanic where like when you're firing your weapon, you if you're back if you move backwards, you keep you backpedal and you keep firing mm-hmm. in the same direction. And I really think that like makes it a little more tactical on the approach to each enemy and stuff. Again, like but by the end. Like once I hit some checkpoints and once I beat a few levels, got some upgrades, I feel like I was able to get through the levels much more easily. Like I, I didn't even die on the last level, I don't think. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I, th- I think the, the difference for me was that, like, I don't think I ever died to a boss, but like okay. I died constantly in the levels. And that was like just the main point of frustration for me Whereas yeah. like I would get to a boss and it would be like, yep, got this first try yeah and was, there was one level where these fucking eggs kept hatching and these yep. little chickens would come out and they yep. were just whooping my abs screaming <laughs> while i was streaming this game <laughs> like half the time in my head and half the time out loud but i was just like oh man i was cursing up a storm but you played some you played some of this if not all the way through knowing you dj were you able yeah. to plow through this one yeah i did in like an hour i mean <laughs> god damn it did you play so you i'm guessing you played keyboard because unfortunately this game doesn't have controller support but i just want to give another quick shout out to anti-micro 
because I use that to remap the keyboard or rebind it. I'm just I just want to keep plugging this because <laughs> I literally couldn't have played this game. I'm so bad with keyboard controls. I could have just checked it out, but I was able to play all the way through it because of this software. So but you play it on on keyboard and it is it's definitely not as intense on the like finesse as Celeste 2. So, yeah, yeah, I did it with keyboard. And yeah, that strafing mechanic just makes I thought it made the combat just so much easier like i i could just easily back away from anything that was remotely that's the way you play you're you're so much more patient than me like i'm always trying to charge ahead but yeah i could see you just like taking your time let me chip this enemy down yeah uh i for a second thought that maybe i'd played the wrong game when you're talking about like upgrading yourself because i I kind of gave up on like doing the shop stuff because like, I don't know, I would just buy the most expensive shit and not really like know what it does. <laughs> well, some of, it's weird because some of it is like you buy a Christmas tree and it just like shows up on the, your island. Yes. And I think it's just like a decorative thing. Yeah. The first some item is always a that food you can item that always upgrades your health. The next yes. two items, I think, are hats. And then the final yeah. two items are just overworld. Aesthetic oh, OK. Items. Well, kinda I did like those. Animal Crossing, you know, <laughs> yes, decorate the, your house. Two, kind of thing yeah they're most expensive and they're the most expensive yeah so i did yeah, those every and level it was just has like 15 collectible coins but also those coins give you health back too so even oh, after you've collected them you can I actually pick up like okay. the phantom <laughs> coin and it'll give you health back so okay that's like a nice little that's a nice little like way to pick up some health like if you're especially after before you've picked up some of those upgrades or apparently you never got any of those upgrades, no DJ. yeah <laughs> yeah i i had five five health ticks the whole time uh, and you still beat it <laughs> yeah god damn it because i thought it was pretty like again that my second playthrough wasn't as tough i definitely was like okay this isn't as hard um and definitely not as hard as carol blaster but like i definitely i don't know i the music was amazing every yes. track every yeah. level had its own tune i really loved all the music loved all the pixel art yeah. It is a little simplistic, but again, for for a game that was just made for a, on a fucking whim for this Newgrounds Pixel Day, um, I guess not on a whim, it was planned. Yeah, it was, but yeah. either way, it was like <laughs> over the course of a month. I don't care how many people worked on this; it just blows my mind. Like what people are able to do when they just set their mind to it. Basically, it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, because I, I would I would buy this game. Like I would buy it on Switch and love it. Yeah, and, and not even think about it. I, I felt similarly to when I played uh, Venture Kid or Venture Boy, okay. whichever it is. Uh, Venture Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, again, like good music, pretty simple, like just tight mechanics. Like, I, it's a good time. Good yeah, way it's to like, spend it's an like hour. yeah, it, that's a perfect way to put it because like Venture Kid is like it's more of a Mega Man kind of thing, yeah. but it's like not as good as Mega Man, but still pretty good. Yeah. And sure. I would say this is like, Eh, not as good as Carol Blaster, but still pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the yeah. Uh, man, if they could have just like with the boss fights, like it's like they each have three moves, but they do it yeah. in the exact same order every, every time. time. It's yeah. just like if they could have just maybe switched that up, shuffled like, those around, yeah. or yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, and even the, even the final boss, like, you know spoiler alert whatever but i was like there wasn't even a second form or anything like i was expecting like oh am i gonna have like i was like am i gonna have to i know there's gonna be more and it was just like nope i just saw the credits roll awesome (laughs) um but still it it just uh, again just blows my mind what browser-based games can do these days so 
Um, and for what it's worth, yeah, definitely recommend downloading the Itch.io app if you're trying these games. Uh, sometimes the browser-based games, it's not the best way to play them, but apparently, again, I was able to save my progress, so very cool. But uh, another game that we actually all have been playing uh, that I almost threw this out there, I don't know if I even mentioned it, but I, I definitely was kind of thinking about it, like cheating on our holiday episode, because I played it right before our holiday episode, and it's a game called Tiny Heist from Terry Cavanaugh, and I almost made this one of my top games of the year, even though we never talked about it on the podcast yet, <laughs> but I was just like, I was so fucking hooked when I first played it, and I was just like, we got it was more like I wanted to kind of force myself to talk about it on the podcast, so... John had mentioned in our Discord, like, hey, throw some stuff out there that you want me to check out that's available on Apple, and we'll use that for today's episode. So I mentioned, like, yeah, I really want to get back into Tiny Heist, and I only was able to play a few more runs today, and it's a top-down roguelike stealth action game, I guess, but it's, like, roguelike in the truest sense where it is, like, turn-based. Like, you can very much move quickly, and it feels like an action game, but, like, you can move one step at a time or even hit a button to, like, stay in place and progress like the other guards and cameras and all that and there's just like I, I don't know to me this game is just so well designed in the sense that like everything you can see in like the fog of war and the uh the top like you can just see like the cone of vision i guess they're not cones but the vision for all the cameras and the enemies and the way you can disable those enemies and disable those uh cameras and stuff like that like i just think this game is so polished it's like basically just get through 15 floors uh, but the thing that blows my mind, too, another reason I wanted to bring this game up is that Terry Cavanaugh, who, you know, is maybe more well known for games like VVV, VVV or Dicey Dungeons more recently, like definitely has commercial commercially released games. And this game, to me, other than the fact that there's like no music and I, it's only a bummer because Terry always comes up with some great music, whether he writes it or whether other people make it for his games, because I know Chipsel did the soundtrack for uh, Dicey Dungeons. But either way, like that's always another huge element of his games and I that I love. Um, and that like if this game had this, I would easily pay like 15 bucks for this on Switch. I mean, I'm a sucker for a roguelike playing it over and over like it's such a good pick up and play experience. I, I'm just like it blows my mind that he would just put something out there like this for free. But um, what have you guys been thinking about this game so far? Because, um, yeah, like I've already said, I'm a huge fan. Maybe you I want to should. Take this? Uh, yeah, maybe I should be a slightly dissenting voice. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> go let's ahead, get it. go ahead, DJ. It's, be a downer. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, fuck you. All right. <laughs> it's. I liked the challenge of it for the most part. Like it is very like strategic and like for the most for the most part, you like have all the information you need to make you know, good decisions. There's, you know, some exceptions and maybe I'm just used to, uh, like invisible ink in particular, where you can kind of get knowledge about like where an enemy is going to go. Um, cause that's okay. not always apparent. Um, but that's what the wait buttons for. Yeah, but that wastes time, baby. And like the more time you waste, the sooner another guy comes in. Risk and reward. Or or wakes back up if you've taken out a guard, you know, yep. and not completely. Because you can pick up items, too. Like you can get a gun and actually kill a guard, but you can also like just kind of knock them out from behind and they'll wake up after a few turns or whatever. Uh, well, 
Yeah, don't don't use the gun, man. I've, like, Are you it, kidding it me? Seems... I'm blowing these guards away, man. <laughs> and and how far have you gotten? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I think I've made it to like the eighth floor, and I think there's okay. fifteen total, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Total. I've made it to like the seventh or eighth floor. I've yeah. only made it to the I've fourth. Good lord! And it's hard. It get, it ramps up quick because like yeah. it starts adding more oh. and more fog of war. Because you get items like not only guns and weapons or whatever, but you get like a light bulb where you can use it and like, oh, this is a totally darkened level. Let me just light it up right off the bat and I can see everything, including all the enemies and stuff. Yeah, they do have some cool items like the door one where you could just place on any wall and it just creates a passage. Yo. Oh, I don't think I, I actually don't think I've ever gotten that. Oh, shit. It's it's rare, but yeah, cool stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but uh, but yes, I do John? love that it is just like procedurally generated like this is like based on Rogue where, you know, like. It's not planned levels. There's not a set solution. You kind of need to learn the mechanics of like, oh, what does a dog do versus what does like a like sentry robot or like right. what are the patterns of these uh, uh, cameras? Like what path are they going to take? So you do kind of just have to learn the mechanics. And I do. It's very like puzzly. That. Like it's it gets like puzzly almost. Yeah. And I, I, I think I, I mentioned this in the discord. Like I like that like in the ingenuity that it takes to just kind of like learn those like overall mechanics. But I think I do love like Terry Cavanaugh best when he's like designing specific levels and like specific puzzles that have a solution. Like I was bringing up Naya's quest, which is like an isometric platformer that is like a 3d platformer in a 2d space that uses like kind of how like super mario 3d land will like you have to use the 3d to see like depth on certain things so like that's like naya's quest is like all like there's a set solution to every puzzle and you just need to figure it out and like yeah well even vvv vvv is like a giant metroidvania but also like a bunch of single screen like super meat boy-esque challenges you know it's like it's very designed it's very handcrafted and i and i really do think that like terry cavanaugh works best in those like specific puzzles uh, or at least that's what i like most of his projects like for sure yeah i've still never beaten super hexagon because that's just Oh, I don't. Can so you even beat that game? I can barely, uh, dude. Like that, the, that game blows my mind because you can play for like you feel like you've played for two minutes. You've had like, oh man, I've had the best run ever, and it's like twelve seconds. Yeah, it's like what the <laughs> fuck. It it that game is so good. Ah, oh, it's yeah. so great. It's and it's so simple. You know, it's just a left and right mm-hmm. two button game. But, it's just so cool. And in the same way, like I did get sucked into this game. Like I played so many runs but like runs take only a few seconds yeah i just got so sucked in like that was my experience and i was like if i had this on switch where i could just fire it up and play it in bed and do a couple quick runs like it, it, i would happily buy this game so that i was just kind of baffled by like because terry cavanaugh has a bunch of cool free games um but also has a bunch of commercial games so i, I was just kind of curious is like i wonder why he didn't like see this one through to the end if you will you know i I, even though i'm sure he considers it a finished game um you know but i I just kind of i would have bought it i would happily give him money for this game (laughs) you can buy dicey dungeons yeah exactly i need to get that game too damn i mean but dj any final thoughts on uh any dissenting final thoughts on uh tiny tiny heist i don't know like it's not that this 
game wasn't fun, but it made me want to play Invisible Ink more or whatever it's worth. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. No, like, that's totally fair. Yeah. Which, John, I think you would really love. And it's something you could take advantage of on the PS4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, John, because I need I need to dig deeper into that game because it's like it. it, There's so many elements that I like about that game, but it's like too much. I don't know. Maybe I need you to break it down for me. And to me, like you were saying, you know, that with the lack of music here, I I thought the game, the tiny heist was maybe just a tad too bare and like you know mm-hmm. yeah invisible ink it's just like okay this is awesome graphics in my opinion and it's got I a really cool suites. aesthetic yeah yeah and across the board it's got a really cool aesthetic yeah yeah and i think it's i think it's really good about being clear about the information it's presenting you but still being a, a hard as hell game so. yeah it's definitely <laughs> definitely hard yeah But I guess one more game that we wanted to briefly mention before we wrap things up tonight that John and I both played through. And I kind of just threw this out there because it it took me about like 15 minutes to play through. And it was just such a bizarre, wacky, like just one of a kind kind of experience that I was just like, hey, if anybody has 15, 20 minutes to spare, why don't you check out the Good Time Garden? And this is a game from Cole Supper. Mm -hmm. um, And that's not a person's name. That's like Cole. Like, you know, Santa gave you some coal for Christmas. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Cole's Supper, um, and it's, it's you know, it, it is a game, and it's like a top-down adventure puzzle game, I guess, more like almost like a point-and-click. I mean, you are controlling. You're in direct control, but, like, it's very simplistic. You're not really having to finesse any movements or anything. It's just kind of like figure out what you need to do, um, and it's a pretty leisurely game, but it's just so bizarre. Like, the, the game kind of caught my eye just because, like, the title screen or whatever, the thumbnail on Itch.io is like this gif of this just face with like this bulbous like pimples or whatever, just kind of like festering. I don't know. It just looks kind of gross, but it kind of caught my eye. So I was like, what, what is this game all about? And that, like I said, I played all the way through it and I was just like, I did a stream and play through and it's on our YouTube channel too. But I like the whole video, I was just like laughing the whole time while I played this game. Cause it's just so nuts. <laughs> and like, I don't want to spoil too much while we talk about it, but like, what was your experience with this game, John? Yeah. So I played like, it's got like little objectives and like quote unquote chapters, I guess, for like yeah, each yeah. individual puzzle that you're like returning back to an area. That it's like a very scripted sequence of events, kind of. Yeah. And like I did maybe two of them before I was like, okay, I gotta like play this with Lauren. Like she needs to like <laughs> see this. Cause like it, it was something that I knew she would be entertained by. And like as I was playing it, like, I don't think I was enjoying it necessarily, but like I like Lauren did really like it by the end. Yeah, I know you were mentioning that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she was she was kind of like being a little bit of a smart ass and being like, oh, this is the best game you've ever played for the podcast. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> this is so much better than Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. But like, the age of calamity out of here. Yeah. I, I think like it, it is a very unique game in that I don't think I've ever played a game like it, but, like... Same. I don't think it's necessarily, like, a unique piece of media in that, like, I feel like I've seen either short videos that are very similar like it or, like, art installations even that are similar to it because it has kind of this... It's it's a very 
it looks it's a very nice looking game it's like hand animated like 2d hand animated really like clean very smooth yeah like, like very and it's like mostly like pink and like peach colors like mm-hmm. it's got it's just got a really like really nice aesthetic vibe. yeah it's it, it, yeah but like it also has like this vulgarity to it yeah it's like, kind of gross yeah, yeah like there's a lot of things that are just like genitalia like everywhere. yeah like even your character you can just like if you're walking up if you're walking north like mm-hmm. you can just see your character's butt cheeks yeah. just like very and well defined you, also if you use the like the pick up mechanic like you can just see like their penis like as they bend <laughs> over like i mean you can always see it when they're front like facing yeah. front ways but like also with your like from behind it just like pokes out and it's like cool okay i guess like, yeah, it's it's very deliberate in its in its uh, vulgarity. Yeah, and it, and it has voice acting, and like that's very funny. And they use the voice acting like for humor and like all. It's throughout. so good, and like it's so good. But at the same time, like I was like, as I was playing it, like I don't think I was actually like enjoying playing it. But like I was thinking, like as a like because Lauren loved it, and I was like, man, if if this was like a short video, I think I would have liked like. I absolutely would have liked it and like but like I think that I like I'm glad that it is a game because I think that there I like that it is a stranger game and that there is a like I think there's a space for games like this and I like that it's doing that in a thing that or in a medium that doesn't typically have stuff like this or if it does it has it in like I don't know like a toe jam and earl or like a like some yeah, I know weird, what you mean. I know what you mean. Like I, I, I feel like a lot of uh, games like try to have like edgy humor or like a weird like internet thing, but like this one I think actually does set a really good surreal like. Vulgar. Like it's kind of like for lack of any other reference, it's a frame of reference. It's kind of like Adult Swim esque, I guess. Kind you of, know, but it's like, like it's. I honestly like. I think that's reductive. Like I think it, that, it's more mature or whatever. I, I hate to use that word even, but it's not like just potty humor. You know, like yes. like you can see, you can see your character's butt cheeks and you can see their genitalia, but it's not like making jokes about that. Like it's just right. there. You know, like I honestly, I feel like this is like has a like is feels more at home in like an art gallery or something. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And I, I think that like, I really like the fact that it is a game because I don't think there are games like this. And I, I like that aspect of it, but like, yeah, like we looked up Cole suppers, like, uh, Lauren was really interested in them. And like the, one of the guys is just an animator and like an illustrator. Yeah. And like, she was going through his portfolio and like, just showing me all of like, the concept art that he was doing for uh, this game, as well as like other stuff and like other paintings he's done. And it's just really talented. And I, I, I liked that like aspect of it. Like, even if like maybe, you know, I, I didn't enjoy the game as much. I think it's a, I, I think it's, I think it's a good, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's more experience. of an experience than yes. a game, I think, is probably a, the best way to put it or, or a way to put it, at least, because mm-hmm. um, it is like, yeah, I, I feel like I would have got just as much out of it watching someone play as I did playing it. Like I and, and again, maybe even maybe even more so because I wouldn't have been like frustrated. Like, where am I supposed to go? Mm-hmm. I would have just been watching it and being like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> it is like it is bizarre. Yeah. Like there's these weird like frogs, these weird birds. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy game. But it does control and, well, and 
Like it's a very yeah. well made game. Like it, it's I never so feel, polished. It's like yeah. really, really polished. Yeah. Yeah. I never feel like it being a game hindered its experience. I just feel like that specific thing because it is so unique. I don't know. To being a game like that, I I, I didn't really have like the frame of reference or the mindset to approach like it in its appropriate level i guess i don't know yeah i that makes sense to me <laughs> that makes sense to me <laughs> and hopefully to everybody else too yeah. but uh but yeah i think we can probably wrap up the uh games talk there for this week unless you had anything more to add on the good time garden john but um i'd love to get lauren's thoughts sometime just mm-hmm. out of curiosity I, I, i'm very curious what she thought about that game oh, so yeah. um yeah, but we can probably wrap things up there for this week. Uh, I did want to just give a quick shout out. We got a we've been checking out a bunch of demos lately uh, on our Twitch and on our YouTube. So uh, I think I'm gonna have a YouTube playlist set up with demos. Like one that I checked out recently. I'm not gonna get into it, but it's Giga Sword. You've got to check if you like Metroidvanias and puzzle platformers. You got to check out this game. You're like this character that carries this heavy sword around that when you you can actually like stab it into the ground and when you're when the sword is stabbed into the ground you can jump higher so it's kind of using this you kind of have to like use your sword and like stab it into this elevator that'll take it up to a higher level that you can jump up to it's just a really cleverly designed game and again we've been checking out probably at least a dozen demos or so and i've been kind of doing a little more of that lately so i just wanted to give a shout out to that playlist and uh again we're on twitch and youtube all the time uh we've got a nice easy way to find all our stuff on the internet now at linktree slash pursuing pixels but otherwise we're on at we're, we're at pursuing pixels.com and we're on twitter instagram all that good stuff uh but again linktree is probably the easiest way to just find all our stuff uh and if you hear my radiators clanking in the background i've been doing my best to edit those out uh, but they're fucking clanking like crazy right now so i'm just gonna say that i'm probably not gonna be able to edit out out of this outro But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening as always. And we'll catch you next week. Take care, everybody. See ya. Bye. Damn, I forgot to mention Colors of Your World, too. Yeah, well, I'll try to to get it on next time. Dude, all I I have to say, this is what I was going to say when I said I was going to talk about it later. I played the the main campaign took me my like at the end of when you beat it, it tells you how long it took you mm-hmm. under six minutes. I played the challenge mode before the podcast today. I think I was on the final screen. I'm not sure, but I played for over an hour and I still couldn't fucking beat it. <laughs> it is so yeah. goddamn hard. DJ in particular, mm. you got to play this Ugh. game. It's so fucking hard. I have to play all the hard games, huh? Well, I mean, I, I just think you, you would really like Ugby it. You didn't think Ugby Mumbo was hard, apparently. It's not, it's not hard. <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't hard when I came back to okay, it, but it's, I still it's think not it's hard. It's frustrating tough. because I think it, yeah, I it's like want retro to, frustrating. I don't want to take my time. I don't want to be patient. I just want to yeah. go as fast as possible and... I just want to keep running to the right. And then the fucking snowflakes hit me and I'm like, this sucks. Oh, oh those snowflakes. Fucking those snowballs in Celeste too. It took me forever Yo, to figure that, that out. Yeah. Okay, so the snowball uh. thing, and then there was one part, the re- part right before that where you could fall down that pit. It took me forever because I was like trying to like get up to this higher elevation. I was like, no, you can't fall down here. And then eventually I fell. I thought I was going to die. And I was like, no, you could, this is where I'm supposed to go. I was so pissed. <laughs> but.